Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted to continue to find ways to give back to individuals that want to get into this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'll have the privilege to sit down with top-ranking professionals in our industry. You'll hear their career path, what they look for in successful people, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Time certainly flies. It is crazy to think it's season four of 52 Weeks of Hustle already. With season four, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are current in the industry and three hustle hot seat questions. And... Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. Gaining experience early on in your life and your career is always beneficial for the long term. Our next guest started gaining real life experience very early on, has been able to turn that into a very successful career. I'm excited to have Ryan Bashara, Executive Vice President of Revenue and Strategy at LAFC of the MLS. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Travis. It's an honor. Ryan, very excited to have you and dive into your career. And you grew up in California, you attend UCLA and receive a degree in communications. And throughout that time, we always talk about in this business going above and beyond. And you went certainly above and beyond because you received not one, but 12 different internships. And you know, for those listeners out there, not one, 12. Um, and so you may not get to that point, but you know, between internships and job shadowing experience, Ryan, why was it so beneficial for you to gain all of that experience? Yeah, so really loved every single experience I got. I would highly recommend, you know, to anyone who's starting their pursuit of working in sports at all to really focus on getting as many experiences as possible, just because in my particular case, I don't think I would be where I am today in terms of finally getting to this revenue and strategy related role without having that variety of different experiences that teach you what you like and what you don't like and why just as much it's as important to stand out from the competition because more and more people every single day want to work in sports and as the show is named you know mm -hmm. about hustle like your ability to really diversify your experiences to stand out from those that may have a couple you know roles but when you get to you know the end of your college career typically there's, a, there's many more people that at that point have had a lot of different experiences. So your ability to stand out with the variety of topics that you know well because you've dabbled enough to be dangerous in those experiences make you more relatable to potential employers and also help you stand out for anyone that you want to do an informational interview with just as much as it is to get a, a first or another position. And I love what you say there. Like You don't have to be the expert of it. You just have enough to be dangerous to, to gain that real life experience. And throughout those internships and experiences for you, and I know there's a lot of probably advice, what's that one key piece of advice that you took took away that helps lead you down this path you've had? Yeah, so really the biggest thing for me was you want to be as proactive as possible and have zero fear or doubt about, am I doing this right thing it doesn't have to be perfect just the, the the act of the attempt and that that work to get towards a next step and test a new experience is everything so a lot of people especially you know getting into college with so many things going on around you it's easy to get sucked into 
different things or just even your own doubt of the competition that's around you to get a role and that proactivity relentlessly and just realizing you have nothing to lose. And it's, you're, it's all about you and yourself and just being able to find those next steps. Like that is everything. And so if I could go back and tell myself, I would just say like double down, like not that I would try to do 24 internships, (laughs) but it's not the point. It's more just like have zero fear about it because anything you get, could be more than what's out there and you're you're growing yourself as a result. You know, and and we're obviously looking at each other through Zoom and you, you kind of put some blinders up, right? And I think, you know, for those listeners, that's key is like, don't worry about what goes on around you. And if the expectation is just getting one internship or job shadow experience, go above and beyond, do a little bit more and it's only going to help. And so Ryan, with your end, your first role was with Palace Sports and Entertainment and Detroit Pistons, where you spent four years. You started out as a special assistant to the president and worked your way up. And thinking back to that time, starting, you know, you had a lot of experience now, your first kind of main role what's one piece of advice you'd give all listeners of what you know now that you wish you would have known back then yeah so i was super fortunate to work with a very experienced president and dennis mannion who had worked in pretty much every league that you can imagine and had the opportunity to essentially be his shadow for you know the first year and a half while i was with the pistons and it was really a crash course in being able to learn about the decision-making process that goes into changing an organization when it has had a lot of history and maybe could use some tinkering. But for me, the biggest thing as an individual contributor to help him and the organization in any way I possibly could was to be really proactive in seeking work and taking opportunities, not just letting them come to you. And what that means is really just asking a lot of questions you see something that could be better, ask about it, ask why for a decision or whether it's hiring related, whether it's a project, whether it's a decision on why we're doing this versus something else when you're working on a renovation, like all those little details matter because you're just sponging, just like a, a little kid learning their first language. It's like the same thing with your first role in sports. And so every new experience around you, this is where you can really take it and get the most out of it while also building relationships with people that have had many more years of experience. And you can skip ahead by sponging as much from everyone around you and them appreciating that you're so intellectually curious. Of course, you have to do it time and place, but uh, as long as you keep doing that relentlessly, you'll just advance even faster. No, I love, I love you kind of use the, the frame relentlessly. That's key in this industry. And you talked about experiences and you, as that special assistant, the president, you were able to gain experiences and doing a little bit of everything. So what was it like for you knowing that one day it may be basketball operations and, and then, and then business operations and budgeting and renovations and the list goes on and on. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for me was realizing that every single department or organization within the organization has a different way of thinking, a different way of communicating, and a different culture, frankly. And that is kind of the melting pot that creates what you believe an organization is when you're when you're in it. So every day you're kind of code switching with every person that you're working with because the style of a leader of say creative and communications might be very different than the head of finance and the head of sales, et cetera. And so you quickly learn the way that they like to receive information, the way that they like to be supported, 
Some may be more detail-oriented than others. And so basically through this, you get to have a more diverse sense of various different people and how they work so that ultimately in my role in this at this point, I was serving them in providing uh, you know, project management and ensuring that the what Dennis wanted as our president was being translated to a specific project that they were working on. And if I was a good translator, then the project got done efficiently and as thoroughly as he expected. Yep. So your ability to strengthen that relationship with each individual person as you're jumping between different meetings and sessions and projects is the key to being able to be well-rounded and serves anyone extremely well when they get to a point when they're you know, in their own leadership position and they have to work with all their peers now to get things done on a daily basis. Um, it's a critical skill. And that's what I really sponged up as much as possible because it made me the, you know, more variable in my ways of thinking today that enables me to be more efficient with everyone I work with today as well. Absolutely. And Ryan, you eventually get into leadership with the Pistons as you become the manager of business strategy and development. Why was making the transition to leadership important for you? The biggest thing for me in this particular position was a was very fortunate to be able to put be put into a role that was focused on revenue because that's where frankly the focus of the organization is when it's off the field it pays for all the players it plays it pays for all the things we do from a marketing perspective growing the audience fan interactions so not only was it a leadership position in that i was working with different inter interdepartmental uh you know people but also I was learning the sales process. I was learning where we needed the most help as an organization, where the focus of ownership was, and also the uh, skills that it could enable me to grow into more of a sales leader, not just a data or analytics leader. So yeah. it was really a great experience to uh, go in depth and really start to master a specific skill or trade because ultimately to become a leader in any organization, you have to have some focuses. Uh, you can't be a jack of all trades always. And so by having that focus, I was able to really grow in sponsorship and ticketing and data in a way that very few you know, get to do. Yeah. And you, you to that point, you know, you end up getting the opportunity after after hearing and seeing a lot of different variables, you get the opportunity to go back home. You got out of your comfort zone once and, and went to Detroit. Now you get the opportunity to come back, join LAFC, where you've now spent the last eight years. And when you first joined the organization, the team was just a thought back then. It was an early vision, no, no logo, kind of team right around the corner, building a brand new facility. How was that early experience for you and helping build that overall vision? So the biggest thing comparing, I get asked a lot, what is the difference between working for a historical organization that has a lot of uh, work behind it and then one that you start 100% from scratch? And I think the biggest thing was you have new people that are coming together every single day that haven't worked together. Most important, some of them may have worked in sports, some of them may have not. And that cultural diversity and variety is what ultimately creates the vision for the organization. So when you come in, you're going to have a very strong perspective, each person does, from where they used to work or the various places that they used to work. Yep. But ultimately, that is a grain of salt. And you have to realize you can't just take everything that you did somewhere else and just 
put it in and think it's the perfect thing because then you shut yourself down from other ideas that might come that are innovative or different that end up creating why your organization is special. So every single day we were creating a new process uh, and that requires more discussion because you're not all on the same page. You haven't worked right. together for years. Yep. You're building your relationship with just your coworkers from scratch every single day, building common ground, building trust and really demonstrating results through taking action every single day, piece by piece, not trying to boil the ocean, you know, in a week or even a month. So that's what's really different, I'd say, about another organization like that starting from scratch. And also, you know, you're defining roles and responsibilities together because you, when I came in, I was the 15th employee. Now there's over 150 Mm -hmm. and the roles and responsibilities that every person had, many of which that are still with the organization from that point in time, completely different and have grown in various ways. And so every day you're just building a little bit more on your skills and showing through action how that work uh, demonstrates how the organization is improving. And that's, and we get more as a result. No, I love it. And Ryan, you ultimately the, the inaugural season happens, the new stadiums built ton of successes. And, you know, for you, you've held five different roles in the last eight years with the franchise and even going to your point, 15th employed and now over 150. What do you feel like you've done on a consistent basis to continue to get elevated internally? So there's a lot of things, but the most important ones I'd say are being extremely detail oriented and buttoned up with every piece of work that you do. Think more about it. Be thorough. Don't rush it. And at the same time, be really proactive in terms of seeking ways that you can contribute. That means looking at, you know, building relationships with everyone interdepartmentally to see where their challenges are and what they're working on on a day-to-day basis. Because especially in a startup culture, it's very fluid and communication isn't super structured always. So your ability to seek that will create more ideas for yourself and then ways that you can contribute that end up getting uh, progress for yourself without you even knowing it. So by just staying super hungry and focused on that pursuit of contributing, that's where different projects get started that would have otherwise not been created. And finally, the biggest thing is striving to be the best in the industry in your in your specific role or lane or lanes as you grow them. Uh, by finding the best practices that are out there from your peers constantly, and then creating your own different perspective on how you can elevate that every single day on those key areas of focus. That's where suddenly you start to raise the bar, not just for yourself, but for the organization every day. And just by having the blinders on, like we talked about and doing that consistently every single day or every single week, piece by piece, things come to you organically. Um, A lot of the experiences I had in new roles came to me, I didn't have to ask for them. And it was purely because I started just organically doing the work and people wanted to give me more. So I'd say anyone that does that will have more come to them that they even give. And that's the the biggest blessing of having those key ways of thinking going into that, uh, any position you have. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Ryan Bisharo, Executive Vice President of Revenue and Strategy at LAFC of the MLS. And Ryan, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, as, as we've discussed your career, you've been a part of renovations and then new stadium build. What's the most unique thing you've seen throughout the builds that you believe every venue should find a way to incorporate? Yeah, so there's there's two things and there's many that you can add. But for us, I think what's really special about our building is having field suites where you literally in football or soccer is very rare to have, but you get so close to the action where you hear the passes, the shouting of the players, all those different cool interactions, kind of like you would have in courtside sitting in the NBA, that kind of access where in theory, a uh, a guest could run onto the field. They don't do that, but um, that kind of closeness to the action and then also having the player benches adjacent is super special and unique. I think for most sports, it's very intimate and it's uh, it feels even in a very large building uh, like a really personal experience that you can't really get anywhere else. In addition, I would say just as importantly is our safe standing seating that we have for the 3252, which is our supporters union and group. That particular atmosphere is unlike anything, in my opinion, biased, but in North America, it's the kind of thing that honors the game of football, the way it's meant to be played and supported globally. And that just having that infrastructure and talking to your fans early about what they want to see and how it works and how that gets into the process of creating the culture and the atmosphere that you see on a day-to-day basis before you even go to building anything or even designing anything is critical because that way you're listening and also creating and innovating together with your fans to develop a culture that is, you know, ideally uh, industry-wide exceptional. Everywhere. Yeah. And question two in this business, we constantly talk about being efficient and effective and, and you're currently overseeing a variety of business verticals and units. What's your advice on for any listener out there of prioritizing? So the biggest thing is listening, uh, not just to your, your bosses and people you work with interdepartmentally, but most importantly, your own team and staff. So every meeting that I have with them, I always want to hear from them first. What is their priority, what is maybe bothering them that day or is a key challenge that day before I get to anything that I have to share with them that day. And so always putting uh, the other person first because eventually you're going to get to go through your things is really important because it shows that you're, you know, you're really leading for them, listening to their cares and desires and interests and from there, you'll help prioritize because you'll see things that maybe weren't coming versus just putting your agenda first every time. 
and uh, building trust as a result, which is really important. So outside of that, it's just very clearly every day, make some sort of progress towards the targets, whether they're financial or not, that you're seeking towards and make sure that the, the actions that you and your team are taking are directly in those lanes and every step doing that consistently, you'll get there. And then finally, on a day-to-day basis, make a hot list of the things that you need to accomplish. It could be three things, it could be five. Make sure that none of the little things that happen mm-hmm. or curveballs that happen every single day that happen to all of us get in the way of those few things that you want to accomplish. So you don't have your entire day go by and the most important things you had on your list, you then later like, oh no, I didn't get didn't to that. Get to oh, it. No. You have to focus. So those are the biggest things. And I love the advice is, is not only just you kind of write them down or work with you and your team, but then the biggest part is the action and the execution of it. And, and Ryan, question three, we've talked about working for the right people and knowing that they will care about you and invest in you and your career. And I know that started early on in your career. What's your advice to listeners on, on being able to find a mentor or mentors early on? Yeah. So the biggest benefit that I had early on, frankly, that helped with all the internships I received uh, was making a list proactively and researching the people that I wanted to potentially consider emulating in my career path. Keep in mind, those people will change for you as you get experience, as you listen and and speak with them, and that's all healthy and good. Um, The most important thing is also being super relentless, like we talked about earlier with it. So for me, it was every single day I was reaching out to a new person. I was figuring out their email address through research online and then simply asking, my name is Ryan. Here's where I go to school. This is what I've worked on. I saw the following thing about you that's interesting and I'd love to emulate. Is there any chance I could pick your brain for 15 minutes to learn a little bit more about how I can potentially achieve that too? That's it. Don't touch your resume. Don't ask for a job. Don't ask for an internship. Don't ask for anything other than time and an opportunity to listen. And if you do that consistently with all the people that you might potentially want to emulate, you will be so far better. And again, you have nothing to lose. All this is gravy. It's all just new knowledge that you can sponge up. So being able to do that, absolutely critical. And you're going to get mentors, people that you will have in your life forever, which you know I I feel very fortunate to have gotten both of my full-time roles with the Pistons and then LAFC, because of that informational interview process, I wouldn't have either one of those roles without that, because both of the key relationships I got that got me those interviews even came from that informational interview process. Love it. Great advice. And Ryan, what a great career, exciting journey. You're recently at Forbes 30 under 30 and a ton of great advice. And to put to close it out, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seats. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Barbecue baby back ribs. What's a fashion trend that you would love to see come back? The Afro. If you hosted a talk show, who would be your first guest? Kobe Bryant. To close it out, Ryan, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Consistently intellectually curious. Uh, Have a great learning agility to be able to pick up new skills all the time and be extremely proactive in anything you do without any doubt. Love it, Ryan. Thank you so much. What a great career. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you so much for having me, Travis.
Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.